Winnipeg's Northern Royals are back with a brand new single produced by legendary Garth Richardson. The new song, Waves, I Want It All, is available now on all platforms and at northernroyals.com. Winnipeg music is the best. It's weird and wilder than the rest. From slow leaves through to canter dust, pipskid pie with Rob Crook's crust. There's Micah Ehrenberg's Art Week, Experience Black Galaxy, Overjohn, Blue Bloods, and Drake. What time are we at, by the way? Almost over 15 seconds, guys. From October 19th, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, Bad Gardening Advice will be announcing the 43rd Annual Schmolaris Prize. Schmolaris Prize, Schmolaris Prize. It's the 43rd Annual Schmolaris Prize. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Okay, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I am doing another remote call, and usually, you know, even if I'm talking to people in Winnipeg, I'm doing the remote thing because of the pandemic. But at this point, it's actually a, a remote call to another province. So I think the best way to get started here is if you want to just introduce yourself and give a little bit of background as to who you are and maybe where you are right now, so we can put it in some context. Sure. Yeah. Well, my uh, my rap name is Epic. Um, uh, I've been uh, an MC from SAS started rapping in, I don't know, maybe 95-ish, 94. Okay. Uh, put out uh, a bunch of records. Um, my most notable, I guess, local only, 830 in Newfoundland. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I took a bit of a 10-year break, but I'm uh, slowly putting out music now again. And you're putting up music with a new label that yeah, has uh, has some, has some Winnipeg artists on the label, right? So can you tell me a bit about the label? Yeah, for sure. Well, um, some some of us who have been, uh, you know, in other crews or groups um, in the past, uh, we're kind of on a hiatus in Saskatoon. Um, so my friend Nalto, MC from Saskatoon, and Chops and I, I got an idea to uh, start kind of a, a low-key uh, record label, just a co-op label, okay. just based on, on uh, putting out music for fun. And uh, so we actually uh, had a meeting in, I believe, sometime in the fall, and Rob Crooks was in town, and uh, he was hanging out over at Chaps, our DJ's house. And, uh, you know, we're talking a bit before and after, and he said, well you know, we're, we're kind of in the same frame of mind that you guys are, right? Like we want to, we want to, um, you know, put out music low key for fun. And, um, you know, we're not really out to. Pop, you know, tracks and lip dream anymore. It's just kind of, we want to, uh, put out music for fun. So we all, and we've all been friends for a long time. Uh, like Gumshoe Strut, Rob Crooks from Winnipeg. So we all sort of got together and uh, um, we're collaborating in music and helping each other out to put uh, to put out uh, music. That's very cool. And I think that, you know, yeah. uh, from my understanding anyway, Saskatoon and Winnipeg have always had kind of connected scenes in that, you know, people are always playing in each other's towns and there's a lot of collaboration on, on people's records and things like that. Uh, what is was your first kind of introduction to Winnipeg's hip-hop scene? Uh, my first actually was, uh, well, that's a long story, but, um, b- 
basically, well, I lived, I lived with these punk rock guys in about 96, 97, and they, they put on this uh, music festival outside Saskatoon. Um, my, my roommate booked bands uh, for one of the, the bars there, and it was an outdoor music festival, and uh, um, Farm Fresh came up and played. Oh, cool. But I, was, I went to v- Vancouver, and uh, this was way, way back, maybe 95, and uh and so i missed the show but i got in and the next day we had, we had a, a show on the college radio station and uh uh pip skid and uh McEnroe and honeycut i think came down to the the uh the studio and uh we that's the first time we met and we headed off really big then cool and uh yeah um I'm in Ontario right now. Yeah, uh, actually visiting my wife's uh, my wife's mom, and we've gone somewhere else in Ontario. So there's people walking around. Yeah, outside here. No, that's cool. No but, worries. But yeah, and uh, but that's the first time. And then uh, we started throwing shows for uh, uh, Freak Show. Yeah, uh, was one of the groups, and Farm Fresh, and then uh, and then later on, uh, you know. We uh, when we started putting out records, then uh, we started collaborating with uh, you know some of the peanuts and corn guys and and uh, Gumshoe Strut and Yai. Yeah. Um, we're really good friends back then in like 2000, 2001, and uh, yeah, we've just in different combinations we've managed to you know keep friendships for twenty some years, I guess. Yeah, it's cool. varying degrees. I think, so, uh, I think the first time I ever heard you actually was on a Pipskid track. I'm pretty sure, and then that, that kind of led me to go, "Oh, I need to check out." You know, like you do, you, you find someone whose sound is interesting on someone else's song, and then you go kind of backtrack. And then I ended up getting 8:30 in Newfoundland and, and sort of going from there. But yeah, that that connection between Saskatoon and Winnipeg has always seemed, as a bit of an outsider who knows some of the Winnipeg guys, it seems like it's very strong. Yeah, it 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 is, and and with. Uh, you know, I'm constantly talking to to Rob and Gumshoe. Like a big part of this too is just for friends to get together and kind of collaborate on stuff as well. Yeah. So it's just natural and it's fun. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 one thing I think is cool is that you know all all of you guys involved in that label have been doing this for a long time, and you're still kind of doing. Uh, almost even more so now the, the DIY thing and you're starting your own label, you're putting out your own releases and it, it's cool to see that, 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 that attitude has not changed. That kind of punk rock attitude that kind of drew me to hip hop in the first place is still there with, with a lot yeah. of you. I don't want to say older guys because you know, a lot of them are my age, but you know what I mean? Like that, that kind of, that generation uh, is now kind of the old guard of Canadian hip hop, I guess. And, and you're still doing that punk rock thing, which is cool. Yeah. And it's, it's even more so in that, uh, you know, we've kind of gone the way of, uh, um, like, physical copies. Yeah. Like, for pressing up vinyl and uh, and uh, Chaps, is, uh, Chaps is in charge of our tape division. So he's he's got a few projects on the go. And, and uh, you know, putting out vinyl and tapes, that's kind of what, uh, how we want to present. I mean, we're going to do digital too, but yeah. present our music. But some of the, you know, we're kind of trying to give guidance to some of the, rappers and look like we're crazy because we're um telling them you know yeah press up vinyls which is you know 
but but anyways yeah well that's it's cool yeah. i mean it's always nice to see people still doing that too as as, as someone who like i still listen to, to vinyl and tapes and cds and all that stuff i never really stopped and it's nice to see that that can i'm not the only one and it's continuing and that people are still buying all that stuff because there's definitely um something to a physical album that is 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 just having that tangible copy in your hands and being able to look at the liner notes while you're listening and, and all of that physical involvement yeah. there's, there's something to it you know yeah, we 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 love that, but you know that it's an interesting dynamic in our collective because there's people in our collective who don't uh, who've been into digital files for like you know for years and years, yeah. fifteen years, and haven't owned a physical. Um, so we're working on them, but I don't I, I don't know if they're gonna <laughs> start buying uh, vinyl anytime soon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but. <laughs> But it's, I mean, I guess it's with any group of friends that like music. Everyone likes to buy it and or consume it in different forms. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I, Chops, uh, Chops was telling me, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you go ahead. Go keep, keep telling the story. Well, I was going to say Chops was telling me he went to Mexico in the winter and he listens, he went out and bought like a Walkman for his cassettes. And he said that people look at him funny when he changes the tapes yeah. in the middle <laughs> on his cassette Walkman. Well, I think there's a lot of kids who haven't so, yeah. even used a tape before, right? There's, I mean, I've had people on the show who are, you know, in their early 20s and they're releasing tapes, but they don't, they can't listen to them. They're just doing it because it's kind of what people want at shows, but they can't actually even <laughs> listen to their own releases, which is crazy to me. Yeah, I know. Well, um, yeah, I, I mean, I... I went out to London Drugs and bought a tape player, but um, I ha- I don't listen to it that much because I've been listening to vinyls mainly. Yeah, or like like just so. But you know, it's it. Everyone, I guess, like I loved t- tapes back in the day, but I guess everyone has a different sort of um, way to that they c- connect with the music. So sure, yeah. It's a nice night, so I'm out for a walk With a Walkman on for ten city blocks With barking dogs approaching in the distance I'm rapping to myself because nobody listens Or at least I mean, nobody's around No one makes a sound Because I'm out for a walk On the side of town Over by Marquis Downs Three blocks away from the exhibition grounds And I want to do some thinking like when I used to truck drive And understand my thought process like Box 65 I arrive at my destination carrying a load of cargo The safety inspectors got me 10 miles north of Fargo North Dakota, over the mountains and up counting The distance I've traveled till we reach the border And I'm starting to stress cause my papers aren't in order I'm doing a lot of thinking to get my life in order I'm doing a lot of living to get my thinking in order I'm doing a lot of living to get my thinking in order. These are my thoughts. Yo, I get sick and tired of all the bullshit. These are my thoughts. Yo, I like the chemicals that bring out the bright colors. These are my thoughts. Yo, I leave my residence to be in the presence of others. These are my thoughts. Yo, I can carry the weight of a whole city on my shoulders.
I jump into a cab to take a trip uptown We can travel through my thoughts and try not to get lost Now I've paid the cost for sleeping in class What goes through my mind waiting for the microphone to pass I think about rhymes as I look at people Best believe I'm rapping as I look out the window At a newspaper buy in front of a sky rise Wondering if it's as home as his eyes meet my eyes Which I can no longer see as the car stays in motion Seen on a storefront, forefront of a movement Relic of the past, I try not to ask Hands covered in blood from the breaking of the glass When I'm in and out of consciousness my mind works so fast When I'm in and out of consciousness my mind works so fast What was the reason behind your your kind of hiatus for a decade or so from recording music? Because, you know, it's not only you have the label launching, but you're also doing your own stuff for the first time in years. So what kind of caused the, the time between? Uh, part of it just, you know, I guess, two th- like one is disappointment, sort of. Like, I, I, I guess a bunch of things happened that were disappointing and and then coupled with like you know exciting other stuff happening in my life um you know getting married and and um try like when you make music it takes a lot of energy and i did it for like a long time yeah and uh and then you know then i just quit um i guess it's just i don't know if that probably for me it made the most sense but i don't know now now i'm kind of bracing for instead of uh this round just quitting just kind of you know being low-key and just keeping with it for a long period of time okay so we'll see i don't know have you noticed a difference in, in just like you know the way that you write or the way that you uh the way that you rap since that time you've had that time off i i think so yeah like i mean i'm i guess the main thing now is that i'm uh like two things and, and I it's a good question I think about it but I'm I'm really 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 uh putting way more uh like writing for the like a crazy amount of time for every song okay um because I figure like you know I don't um I'm looking back and I think like you know out of everything I put out what do people remember and uh so I'm thinking like more quality over quantity okay. and so i've really been like focusing on right plus the other part of that is i've been listening to you know when i i was in rap music before like i have a song called i only like rap which is pretty much true i 
just for so many years I listened to 99% rap music. Yeah. And uh which made a lot of sense to me but but the last 10 years I've been listening to non-rap music so it's kind of, you know, affected my songwriting in a good way, I think. Okay. So what yeah. kind of what kind of stuff yeah. have you been listening to? Like what kind of non-rap music has has kind of been your uh your interest lately? <laughs> uh well, I listen to I listen to Neil Young, and I listen I listen to a lot of like Grateful Dead and Dead and Company. Okay. Um, I I listen to um, like the Eagles a little bit. I mean, they're they're pretty mainstream, but my dad said it was his favorite, so he put me onto a few things that I kind of listen to. Okay. Um, um, yeah, Eric. My dad really liked Eric Clapton, so he. My dad passed away in uh, um, I believe at the beginning of the pandemic, maybe late March. And uh kind of before he died, he was telling me all about Eric Clapton, so I kinda went and got his albums and started listening to them and so and that's corresponded to what me writing my next album. So okay. you know, I've been kinda taking a bit the the interesting um you know the difference of writing for that and for for rap music. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, it it'll make sen- sense if you listen to my new album because um, I don't think it sounds like any rap that's out there at all. Um, which I don't know. Normally, normally that'd be like you'd say yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you listen to Eight Thirty, my Eight Thirty Newfoundland, it was pretty out there for being different. But yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of I think that's where that this new album will be kind of like 8.30, like that different than what else is going, um, you know, going on. Right, this is the 2020 version? Whether that's good or bad. This is the 2020 version of 8.30, in a sense? Kind of, I guess, because it sort of feels like like new, right? Like just doing stuff brand new. Yeah. I don't know. I like it. Well... It's interesting that you, uh, you know, you mentioned that only recently you've started listening to to different stuff because I think that, like you said too, like that record, uh, Eight Thirty, and, and just your sound in general, it, it it sounds always to me anyway sounded very different from the other rap I was hearing. A lot of that's just in your delivery, but I mean, it's interesting that you were listening to nothing but rap and doing something so unique, and now you're kind of adding more to that. So I, I'm very curious to hear what that sounds like. Yeah, I I think. Um... But I mean, like, I, I don't know if it's going to be better. Uh, well, to me, it's to me, it'll be like um, it kind of reflects like where I'm what I am now okay. and where I am now. So, um, yeah, I think I like it has, um, you know, not, not just sonically, but has kind of your and, and oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. And and it's all on a, a batch of so so beats, too, which is really cool. OK. Um. That's my long time, my producer for um, my first two albums, basically yeah. my main producer. So, and some of my third. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah, cool. I was going to say, um, do you think that like, not, not just sonically, but do you think in terms of kind of, uh, I'm not sure what the right word is for this, but your just general sort of outlook, is that come through as being something different as someone who is now a decade moved on from your last stuff and obviously your life has changed and you have had different experiences. Do you think that that's all reflected in the overall sound or is it a little bit more subtle than that? Yeah. Like, uh, well, I mean, I'm trying to get my current life 
reflected in in the music but uh, i mean it's easier said than done sure um so um yeah what was the question sorry uh the question was kind of rambling actually (laughs) but it was it was more like you know do you think that for the listener that kind of like you are now uh, older and wiser or whatever you want to call it do you think that that kind of comes through in the new songs or is it more sort of below the surface and it's something that you're hearing but not necessarily the listener will hear yeah like i think it i think the music will kind of make sense the most to people in uh in the upper age group okay but but uh, hof- i mean hopefully people in their 20s dig it for sure yeah but um like it's the kind of rap that like you know i'm 48 years old that a 48 year old would listen to and and it would make sense to, to you know that's how someone from the prairies a 48 year old from the prairies i um well i got i gotta be careful right because everyone has different backgrounds and experiences but it would make sense that i I would sound like that okay but that's uh that's actually interesting that the whole idea of prairie rap because i think that like all of those guys who are involved in your in your collective there i mean in rob and gumshoe and all those guys like they definitely have a very specific sound that always kind of comes across as they sound like where they're from and I, I think you might be the best example of anyone i've heard who does that you sound like a guy from saskatoon like it, it, it doesn't matter what the beat is or whatever like you have that very distinct whether it's in the accent or, the, or the, the, the words you're using or like just just all of it right you sound very much like a legitimate kind of interpretation of who you are and i think all those other guys in the label have the yeah. same thing too like rob sounds like he's from winnipeg I, I mean obviously i've known him for you know more than 20 years that helps to kind of put that in my head but I mean, he sounds like he's from Winnipeg, I think, to, to anyone listening to him, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I love that about Rob, for sure. Definitely. I mean, I it's kind of weird because, like, your average Prairie MC or Prairie rapper probably listens to about, like, 80% rap from New York or yeah. whatever. But, like, like, I've always listened to, like, lots of uh, Canadian rap, um, like, lots of Prairie rap. Yeah. And uh, so, um, so that that's why um, I don't know. I kind of uh, um, that's why like Rob and, and or Rob Crooks and Gumshoe Strut sound kind of natural, I guess. It's because I've always I've been listening to that kind of rap for twenty. Like I've been listening to you know McEnroe since the Ethics EP and so yeah. so and uh, and um, you know. Uh, for so long that it's kind of um, like you know we should always sees on the prairies we should always kind of uh, value that you know value the way um, that that uh, that you know gruff the druid sounds and yeah. and Shazam and you know for me that's uh, um, you know music that's important to me so. Yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that. No, no, but no, I, I agree with you. Just, like, Gruff is a great example of someone who he definitely sounds like he's like he sounds prairies to me for sure. I mean, and he's probably one of my favorite rappers ever, right? I mean, and his, his lyrics are so good, but his tone and his delivery and just the subject matter—it's so it sounds like a very distinct place in time to me. And I think you guys do that too, which is cool. I've always, uh, regardless whether it's country or hip hop or metal or punk, I always like hearing something that sounds legitimately like where it's from. And I think that that's kind of a one of the best things about prairie rap, uh, at least some of these artists we're talking about, is that there's that that 
you can put it on a map. You can put a pin in a map and then you, you know where, it, where it's coming from. Yeah, no, definitely, for sure. I love that too, as well. Definitely. Is, yeah. is the label, um, are you ex- planning on expanding it beyond the artists you have now, or are you just kind of starting with this and seeing what happens with it? <laughs> well, I think we have uh, we have 12 members of the collective, okay. um, but some of them some of them are not, are not active or not rappers or some are website, and we're kind of, talking about if we're going to expand to 13 or 14 members yeah but uh we'll see i guess that'll have its its own uh like group politics and discussions in itself yeah <laughs> with the collective but yeah i you know i don't i maybe i'm not sure um yeah i don't know well, it's it's so new too, right? That, that you might as well start with the three that you have. That ourselves, so 
Sure, sure. Yeah, so um, if people want to hear some of this stuff, I mean, I know you have a few things coming out in the relative near future, like Rob's pre-sale is happening soon. What's kind of the timeline for uh, the first few releases? Um, well, we have, we've put out, I, I guess two things have come out right, so right. far. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I have a live in Germany album from 2006, uh, vinyl only. And then, uh, um, I had a, we put out a seven inch, uh, epic and sads, sads right. on the other side. Right. And then, uh, the, a song with Rob Crooks, seven inch. And then Rob Crooks EP is going to, we just got it back from the vinyl plant. And so he's going to have copies in like, I don't know, a month or so. Cool. And then uh, Gumshoe Strut has a tape coming out. And um, yeah, we're just going to keep it rolling. I'm going to I'm going to put out a 10-inch. Um, you heard one of the songs, It Is What It Is. Yeah. I'm going to put out a 10-inch like maybe December, January. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, and, and we're just going to try every f- three or four months put out a vinyl and put out um, tapes in between cool uh best place to get get them is uh on the saskatoon folk rap records band camp okay um and then uh from there it'll point to who's like rob crooks maybe selling the seven inch so then you go to his band camp and buy the seven inch or or the audio file on band camp right on the wave file you can do that yeah cool cool what is the do uh... i sound like a good a good spokesman for the label. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're selling it. You're selling it for sure. Yeah, <laughs> good. Um, what's the uh, reason behind the name folk rap? Is that what you consider the type of stuff you guys are doing? Yeah, you know that's interesting because uh, um, it's kind of back what we were doing in 2005, like uh, 2004. One of my friends kind of said, "Well, you know, Epic and So So." And I, I really, uh, like we're, we're folk rap. Yeah. And, uh, I kind of thought, oh, yeah, you know, but you know, let's not put a label on our music. And then I, I exited rap and then I come back and all, all these guys are trying to claim that they're folk rap and they, and they don't sound like genuine at all. It just sounds like a marketing thing. So I, so we're kind of like, uh. We're like, no way, man. Like, if you listen to Epic and So-So and whoever in, in 2004 and 2003, like, that's like that's the best way to describe uh, kind of what that music was. So we're taking that label back. Yeah. yeah that's, that's <laughs> Unsuccessfully, <cool>. of course. <laughs> the internet's kind of taken that over. So, right. But it sounded like a cool name, so we're... Uh, we like it. It does, yeah. yeah. It's it definitely like it, it definitely evokes something, right? Whether that's uh, whether someone hearing folk rap is going to think the same thing as as you're thinking when you say that word. It, it definitely has a has a vibe to it. Like I think people will get some kind of idea out of that name anyway. Well, you know, yeah, it's kind of funny because uh, um, I guess it's our uh, it's it's our way to kind of um, you know maintain our our place in Canadian rap history of 2003 and 2004 right. of what we were doing. Yeah. 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 It's our failed attempt to do that. <laughs> but then the secondary thing is it's a kind of a cool label name for nowadays. It is cool. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Is, uh, 
I guess I know you have all this stuff coming out and you guys have been working uh, quite a bit behind the scenes at, at putting this all together, but how has the pandemic affected you guys? I mean, you know, like you said, you've just kind of just getting back into rap recently. Like, were you hoping to play shows and all that until this, before this happened or did it like, yeah, we, we, yeah, our plan was to play shows for sure. Um, it was kind of cool when it, at like, not that the pandemic's like the pandemic's terrible, but yeah, the one good thing about it though, is that, we were all at home, um, you know, when it first started, we were all talking to each other on the internet. Like we had a, we have kind of a group uh, Instagram thing. Sure. And uh, we're just yakking away at each other for hours, just like, you know, a group of friends talking about rap. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we got, we kind of planned a lot. Um, and, uh Yeah. As soon as it gets going again, I guess we'll, uh, you know, do shows in, in a few places. We got lined up. And, um, yeah, it was funny. My my friend in Vancouver, he lined up a show for us in Vancouver. And uh, we were all excited about it. But we kind of knew it wasn't happening. But until the very end, our Vancouver friend was like, oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> This will be done. This will all be over in five weeks. Don't worry, we'll have you guys out here. Yeah. <laughs> and I was trying to. I was thinking, no, buddy, no. There's no way. Yeah. So. <laughs> so yeah, I guess it'll put put a put on hold our Vancouver and Winnipeg <laughs> plans and. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of stuff. It's been more than a year since Daryl Knight came forward with allegations that two Saskatoon police officers dropped him off outside the city in sub-zero weather. The frozen bodies of two other Aboriginal men were found in the same area last winter. This is Daryl Knight's story. The man who claims two Saskatoon police officers dropped him off near the Queen Elizabeth Power Station last winter. Two other bodies were found frozen on Saskatoon's southern outskirts. One was 30-year-old Lawrence Wagner. Because of Knight's allegations, two Saskatoon City police officers are suspended and awaiting trial. The RCMP task force is still investigating the death of Lawrence Wagner and of the other body found frozen, Rodney Nastus. I see a light in the distance Certain instances I can't feel my toes When it snows I curse the fact I'm not dressed properly Sloppily I'm trudging my way through this cold I arose frozen in a state of unconsciousness In a snowbank with blood dripping from my nose Just like the last words when they took away my parka I'ma die like an animal and they're gonna find my carcass Just two more steps, it's so cold I can see my breath hanging in the air like death Just six hours ago I was a guest At my brother's place we shared a case of beer I slipped on the steps and we nearly died Laughing man, I wish that he was here I wish that I was home It's so fucking cold I can't stop shivering And I lost all feeling in my toes Frostbite stings my nose and ears and cheeks I urge my weak legs on, come on, move Damn you, I can't believe they took my shoes Those fuckers took my shoes, Jesus Christ On a night like this a man could lose his life could lose his life.
what what is it like kind of releasing music during this? Because I mean, I know obviously digital is a main way people buy things now. They can order physical copies off Bandcamp and things like that. But is it weird releasing music when kind of shows and and music as it was five months ago is 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 not a thing anymore? Yeah, in a way, like when when we got when we put out our first thing with our partners in Indianapolis, I should mention. Okay. Um, we, uh, um, you know, I got a batch of records and I w- I go, went to a couple shows and I got rid of them all. Like that's the best place to sell records. Um, it's kind of, it wasn't even my show. I just show up with like <laughs> eight or nine records and, yeah. you know, and then, uh, just sell sell them that, like just around. Right. So, yeah, it's probably, you know, slowed that part a little bit, right? But, you know, I I guess uh, when it gets going again, we'll be able to uh, get get in people's faces and, um, you know, get our records out there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, especially now you're but, doing physical but, copies, but, right? Yeah, but, I mean, people bor- order them off the band camps and, and uh, you know, send, um we we we've been getting them out so that that's cool cool you know so what is the yeah. uh, the band camps are obviously the main way for people to find this stuff is it all going to be on all the streaming services and all that as well uh yeah but we we've uh each individual person will kind of be responsible for their own streaming stuff okay so that's kind of the way we did that just you know it's not it, it's tough with streaming right because uh you know you get paid for years and years after. So, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe I won't be friends with BJ and, or, or, you know, maybe we'll still be friends, but maybe I won't be talking to him in 25 years enough to phone him up and say, you know, <laughs> BJ, I got $9 for your <laughs> CD this month yeah, yeah. on Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want me to do with it? <laughs> so <laughs> we thought everyone just handle their own. Yeah. That uh, makes business, sense. Right. That makes sense. Right. Uh, as far as your your older material, like your own stuff, is it still floating around out there? Like, can people still find Eight Thirty in Newfoundland or anything else that you've done? Yeah, like on the streams, I like local only is on there. Okay, and um, I uh, and aging like there's a label in uh, in Toronto, um, like Han Solo Records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they put out a lot of old rap, Canadian rap. So that he um so. Aging is on the streams, the Han Solo album. Cool. Uh, and then there's, uh, you know, I went to I went to Moscow and did a show there, like kind of crazy. But that does crazy, yeah. And uh, and during, uh, the guy I said to, uh, I gave him like kind of these extra songs to put out on a CD and sell in 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 Russia. And I thought, well, yeah, you know, maybe I'd get to go back someday and I can repay these guys. And then I, and then nowadays it's all over the streaming services <laughs> and I don't know how to get it off because <laughs> it's all like B-sides and right. stuff from other people's projects and stuff. So uh, if you see Epic, the Russian album, you just ignore it if you want, or you can listen to it, but <laughs> it's not real. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You're never getting rid of that. That'll be on the internet forever. <laughs> Yeah. So, it, but yeah, um, um, eight thirty. We're gonna actually press up on vinyl next year and oh, cool. do like a twentieth anniversary kind of thing. Right on. Um, so yeah, 
And that, that's because uh, that one's hard to get now. Um, it's not on the streaming and uh, um, yeah, maybe, I don't know why. So, so I didn't put it on maybe because copyright I, I'm thinking, but okay. I'll have to ask him. But, but yeah, anyways, it's, it's uh, try and get A3 Newfoundland because that's a good one for sure. Yeah, I have the CD. It's a good one, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, right, right on. Yeah, like I'm, I'm really, really glad you guys are doing the label because, uh, you know, like I said, I've been friends with Rob. He was in my first band when we were in grade seven. So I've known that guy for years and I've been a strong supporter of his music, you know, pretty much since then. And, and I mean, BJ does great stuff. You do great stuff. It's really cool to see that uh, after all these years that, that some of the some of the kind of more undersung prairie rappers that I think, you know, should maybe get the spotlight are still, are still doing it and still grinding away doing the DIY thing. So I, I fully support what you guys are doing with the label and I, I hope that it, that it catches on and goes well. Yeah, no, thank you for sure. I appreciate it for sure. Right on. Well, yeah, again, um, th- thanks for, thanks for talking to me on yeah. the show. It's, uh, you know, always nice to reach outside of Winnipeg a little bit, even though, uh, you got the local connection with, with some of those other guys, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, nice to talk to Saskatoon, even if you're in Ontario. Oh man. Yeah, it's, it's, for sure, it's nice to talk to. Shout out to everyone in Winnipeg, for sure. Right on. Um, definitely, and yeah, like any, uh, um, anyone who's friends with Rob and BJ is uh, friends of the label. Sands, provincial parklands, Jasper National. When the riders are winning, I act irrational. I want to bring back black, but my gray hair's natural. Took a sabbatical from the industry, regained the passion, stronger than ever. Me and Nomad, we wrote this song together. East and West Germany belong together. I searched this earth looking for treasures, a partner in life to have a birth together. When I resurrect a God through a living being, I satisfy my want to have my life with more meaning and communicate in plain speak. I want peace, but it's been a strange week in Washington, D.C. I turn on the TV, I turn on the TV, I turn on the TV. I read some books that I will burn, sing me a song that can save a certain something i listen to neil young and burton cummings before i die i want to accomplish something before the end of the year i want to hear some natives drumming i want no more crooked politicians running i know that better days are still coming i don't want to not withstand the clause in my constitution i want my sister to get a successful blood transfusion i don't want any more lies about gambling burn the casinos and we'll have no more lotteries No more senior citizens living in poverty. Unnecessary wars that destroy ancient pottery. Some break 